turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we praise you, we worship you, and we magnify you. We thank you, Lord, for your appointed times, these times where we meet with you, other than the regular times, but these are special times. And this is Shavuot. And Lord, this is the feast of weeks. Lord, we thank you for it. And we look forward to how you are going to work this day. I look forward how you're going to work at our services this evening, Father. Lord, we want to see the power of your Spirit manifested in our lives. So, Lord, we bless you, we thank you, praise you, and look forward to what you're going to do. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, this is our last time this year for counting the Omer. And so... um, Before we do that, I'm going to invite you for this evening uh, for our Shavuot service at Sharesh David in South Tampa. We're at 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard, 33629. And we're going to start with something we're calling pre-service devotional worship. In other words, if you like to just soak in worship, that's at 515 And our actual service will begin at 6 o'clock. And so we're inviting everybody to come and and just join with us. We'd love to see you. Uh, That is this evening. Okay? Look forward to it. Now, let us count uh, the Omer. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kedishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the 50th day and the last day that we are counting the Omer. So Baruch Hashem, which means 
praise the name or blessed is the name of the Lord, and it is Shavuot. Okay. Our last scripture in our booklet for Counting the Omer comes from Acts 20, verse 16. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not spend much time in Asia because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Shavuot. So the thought that I had with that was that God's appointed times are to be anticipated and planned for. So whether it is Shabbat or the Sabbath or Shavuot, which would be a Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, let us be mindful and obedient of his desires. If you uh, would love to Come with us and worship this evening. We're going to have prayer. We're going to have many messages. It's going to be a time of great joy. So join us. Now, the challenge from this thought and the scripture is that every day is a new day with the Lord. Are you ready to begin a new chapter with him? Will you desire him? Will you push other things out of the way for him? Will you show him your love? Will you be consistent? You know, Yeshua is coming for his bride. Will you ready yourself? Well, let's look at Leviticus 23, 15 and 16, which is the end of counting the Omer and the beginning of Shavuot. Then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat, which is Passover, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbats, or seven complete Sabbaths. Until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. And that new offering is the beginning of Shavuot. Now, we'll look more in scripture about Shavuot, but let's be reminded that every day we've counted the Omer, we are reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the exodus and deliverance from Egypt, and Shavuot, which is the Feast of Weeks, which commemorates the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, and Acts 2, where God pours out his spirit on us. It reminds us that redemption from slavery, which was Egypt, was not complete until we received God's word. It also reminds us that without God's spirit, we don't have the ability to understand his word, nor the strength to keep it. We're not free unless we have God's word, but we're not free unless we have God's Spirit within us. Now, I'm sure you know we receive God's Spirit when we accept Yeshua as our Messiah. It's a gift God gives us at the time of salvation. Like any gift, you have to receive it, and you also have to use it. So using it is our acknowledgement to God that we've received it. Imagine if somebody gave you a watch and you never wore it. And so you got together with them, uh, and they asked, well, why aren't you wearing the watch? Uh, Did you receive it? Didn't you like it? And it's the same thing with God's Spirit. It's not enough just to receive it. 
we now have to exercise it. And so our purpose, going back to counting the Omer, was to draw closer to God, be obedient to his word, expect that our faith level would raise, and each day anticipate what God would do in our lives. And number five, develop our hope for God to pour out his spirit in a newer and stronger way within us and the body of believers, basically to revive us, get us revitalized. Amen? So, Shavuot is the giving of the law. Now, Jewish tradition tells us that Moses received the tablets of the Ten Commandments on Shavuot. And on that same day, approximately 1,300 years later, God gives us the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Now, Deuteronomy 16.16 tells us that there are three times a year that all males are to appear before the Lord God in the place where he chooses. And those three feasts are the Feast of Matzot, or Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Shavuot, which is this one, weeks, and the Feast of Sukkot, which is Tabernacles. And then it says, no one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. So as an example tonight, we're going to receive an offering. It won't be for us. It will actually be for the poor. And you'll see why in a moment. When we consider the law, it reminds us of the power of the Word of God in our lives. I was reading this morning in Ephesians 6, and I came across verse 17. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Hey, in the... In the Radio audience, just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to picture these words. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Consider this tapestry of how they weave together. Yeshua is the Word made flesh. The sword of the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. Just picture that for a moment. Picture how amazing God is, how he interweaves these ideas. Feel free to open your eyes. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, it says of John 1, And the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. We looked upon his glory, the glory of the one and only from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, Just love it. Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation of the soul and spirit, joints and marrows, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We see the power here of God's spirit. In 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, reproof, restoration, and for the training in righteousness so that the persons belonging to God may be capable, fully equipped for every good deed. You see the power of God's spirit and, and the power of God's word connected together? 
In Psalm 119.11, it says, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. In Psalm 1, it says, Happy or blessed is the one who has not walked in the advice of the wicked, nor stood in the, in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of Adonai, the law of the Lord. And in his Torah, in his law, he meditates day and night. That's And what do we receive? We receive blessed and happiness. And then it says in verse 3, he will be like a, a planted tree over streams of water, producing its fruit during its season. Its leaf never droops, but in all he does, he succeeds. So my first thought when we talk about Shavuot is how do you use your sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God? Are you using it today to slay the spiritual dragons in your life? Think about it. Are you using God's word as your sword? Well, let's go back to Shavuot. Let's turn to Leviticus 23 and verse 22. It says, when you reap the harvest of your land, moreover, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You are to leave them for the needy and the alien. I am the Lord your God. So one of the keys is to give to the poor. And so that's why this afternoon when or this evening when we have our services, our Shavuot services, we'll take a special offering. But it won't be for Shoresh David. It will be for the poor. So let's see what else Shavuot or Pentecost has for us. You shall, it says in verse 17 of chapter 23, you shall bring in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread for a wave offering. When I think of those two loaves, now, uh, interesting, it says that in these loaves you'll have fine flour and there'll be leaven in them. Whoa, we just got finished with Passover. We're doing unleavened bread because it's representing uh, to be pure and, and not have sin. And now in Shavuot, the next holy day, God is saying to wave for the priests to wave two loaves with the leaven there. I wonder why. But I believe just as Shavuot was the giver of God's word and the giver of his spirit, when the priest, and, and this I, I picture like Yeshua interceding for us, when he's waving those two loaves of bread with sin in them, I believe he's, in a sense, waving Jew and Gentile before the Lord, both with sin before the Lord, symbols of sinful men. And yet he is saying, this is the one new man in Ephesians 2, which your word speaks of, Lord, receive them. I've given them your word. I've given them your spirit. Now bring them together. Wow, that would be powerful, right? But on the first Shavuot, or Pentecost, in the New Covenant, there is a promise in prophecy that was fulfilled as the priests waved these two loaves in the temple. See, the prophets of old foretold of the sending of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel proclaimed that God would pour out his Spirit upon the house of Israel in Ezekiel 39, 39 and that he would give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. 
removing from them their heart of stone and giving them a heart of flesh in Ezekiel eleven nineteen. And Zechariah spoke about how Messiah Yeshua would be of the royal house of David and would die for our sins and pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that they would gaze upon him whom they have pierced, Zechariah 12, 10, Psalm twenty two sixteen, John 20, verse 37. Joel foretold the outpouring of the Spirit upon all flesh, and this became a hope for all believers in all nations in Joel 3, 1. During Yeshua's ministry on earth, he confirmed his Father's promises to his disciples. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and guide you into all truth. John fourteen twenty six. This is the promise of fire for which the prophets foretold. The disciples waited and received, and believers can do ex- can experience this today as we live in in the end times right now. You know, I think of Acts one, verse four. It says, Yeshua said, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promise, which you have heard me speak about. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. And so, Lord, give us that power that we can be such great witnesses. Here, here's a short summary of Shavuot and, and looking at the difference between the, the Hebrew Scriptures and, and the New Covenant and how they come together. So in Mount Sinai, receiving the Ten Commandments considered the day of which Judaism is born. And Jerusalem is the day on which the body of believers uh, in, in Mount Sinai, Shavuot, uh, where the, what is called the church, in a sense, was born, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the followers of Messiah. Look, in, in Shavuot, the Ten Commandments were written on the tablets of stone by the finger of God. In Jerusalem, the Scriptures were written, the tablets on, on our heart by the Holy Spirit. Or look at this one. Israel was affirmed as God's chosen people on Shavuot. Believers, Jews and Gentiles in Messiah have been affirmed as God's chosen as 3,000 were added on that day as God gave power to the believers to add to their numbers. Now the law reveals sin to us and points us to Messiah. The Spirit reveals Messiah to us. In Jewish tradition, Shavuot is compared to a wedding between God and the Jewish people sealed by the giving of the law. But the body of believers is also referred to as the bride of Messiah in Revelations 21, 2 and 9. And we eagerly await the marriage supper to come, Revelations 19, 9. Are you seeing how these holy days, one mentioned in the Hebrew Scriptures and the other mentioned in the New Covenant, are really one in the same. They come together. It's, it's God's tapestry weaving things together so that we will have faith and we will see his faithfulness. You know, prophetically, Joel in two one says, Blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. 
And in verse 15, blow a trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast. In verse 18, be zealous for the, his land and have pity on his people. And then in 28, and it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Look, this is an exciting time to see all these scriptures come to pass and to understand how they connect together. Luke 29, 49, and behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you, but you are to stay in the city, right? Until you're clothed with power from on high. Acts 1, 5, for John immersed with water, but you shall be immersed with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, not many days from now. Acts two sixteen. We see um, it talked about in verse 17, and it shall be in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams and so on. You're familiar with the scripture. Look, it is an amazing thing that we are seeing that God wants to pour out on his people not only his Holy Spirit, but revelation and strength through his word, the word of God. And that's what Shavuot is all about. Well, look, in John fourteen sixteen, it says, I will ask, Yeshua is speaking, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper and that he may be with you forever. How long is forever? That's right. We are, the Holy Spirit is with us forever. And in John 16, 7, it says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Look, we are in a situation where we have to rely on God's word and God's spirit. And it is critical in these times where people have decided that the truth can change. You know, in this world, people are saying that, well, what was true yesterday is not true today, and there are new truths tomorrow. But we know through the power of God's Spirit and the Word of God that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever and that his truth never changes, never changes. Well, we've come to the end of the show. I just want to remind you of a few things. First of all, I am inviting you to come tonight for worship, for prayer. We're going to have some mini messages. Um, A a number of these things are going to be done by our young people. It's going to be an exciting, wonderful service. So, Uh, We have our pre-service devotional worship. Um, Just come and allow God to soak through you with his spirit, with his word. And that's at 515. At 6 o'clock, we begin the actual service. We'll probably go till 8 or 830. We'd love for you to come. And... That would be Shoresh David in South Tampa, and that's tonight, 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard, 
888-933-6229. Look, we'd also be blessed during this time of Shavuot, as I told you, it's a time of giving, that you would give to this radio program to help us stay on air. And the best and easiest way to do it is to call Karen at 813-831-5673. You can also go to our uh, heartofmessiah.org website, or you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Well, may the power of God's Word and His Spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 